0: Hey y'all, and thank you everyone for joining us today for our newest episode of the College and Career Podcast. I am your host, Carson Hall. I'm the College and Career Pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church, and we're so glad that you decided to join us today. For any more information on the College and Career podcast, what the College and Career has going on, or information about Maysville Baptist Church. Please go to maysvillebaptist.net for any more information. I hope you all are having a great week this week. And for those of you who are on summer break, I hope that you are enjoying your summer so far. Last week in our Bible study, we talked about how, as Christians, we are called to be more than just skimmers of the Word, but true readers and studiers of the Word of God. This week, we're going to jump back into our study of Proverbs together. This week, we're going to be breaking down and looking through Proverbs chapter 6. So, I hope you all have your Bibles and are ready to dig into the wonderful Word of God today as we enter into chapter 6. As we enter into chapter 6, we begin to notice a shift in the format of our text. In chapter 6, we see multiple different pieces of wisdom that together accumulate into a chapter that is absolutely full of extremely applicable wisdom for everyone, but especially geared toward younger people. I'm sure that we all have had someone or multiple people give us advice or instruction in our lives. I want you to just think briefly about a piece of instruction or advice, wisdom, that has stuck with you. Think about that for a little bit. For me, something that has always stuck with me is a principle that was instilled in me by my Father. And that is to be a hard worker. Because you may not always be the best at what you're doing. But if people see that you do the best you can and work hard, that's what people will notice. These seemingly simple things that we get taught or passed down to us from parents, grandparents, mentors, and others that influence us span the entirety of life circumstances. As we look at Proverbs chapter 6 today, You will notice that these bits and pieces of advice and instruction that are given in our text cover broadly every circumstance that we may encounter in our lives. Tonight's passage covers four main areas of life that we are advised to steer clear from. Before we dive in to today's text, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all you've done for us, God. God, I pray that you just help us to all get what you have for us out of your word, dear God. God, I pray that we glorify you in all we do, that we read and truly study your word. In your name I pray, amen. For anyone new that is joining us today, I just would like to point out what and how we do our Bible study, we are going to read through our whole text and then break it down bit by bit. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phone, please pull up or turn to Proverbs chapter 6 and join me in verse 1 as we read through the entirety of our text and then break it down bit by bit from there. So join me in verse 1 verse 1 begins my son if you become surety for your friend if you have shaken hands and pledged for a stranger you are snared by the words of your mouth you are taken by the words of your mouth so do this my son and deliver yourself for you have come into the hand of your friend go and humble yourself Plead with your friend, give no sleep to your eye, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself from a gaz- like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler, go to the ant you sluggard, consider your ways, consider her ways, excuse me, and be wise, which, having no captain or overseer or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer. "'and gathers her food in the harvest. "'How long will you slumber, O sluggard? "'When will you rise from your sleep? "'A little sleep, a little slumber, "'a little folding of the hands to sleep. "'So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler, "'and your need like an armed man. "'A worthless person, a wicked man, "'walks with a perverse mouth. "'He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, "'he points with his fingers. "'Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly, he shall be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A prayer, or excuse me, verse 17. A proud look, a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devices wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. My son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep you from the evil woman. From the flattering tongue of a seductress, do not let, do not lust after her. Beauty is in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids for by means of a harlot a man is reduced to a crust of bread and an adulteress will prey upon the pre- on his precious life can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared so is he who goes into the, his wife goes into his neighbor's wife whoever touches her shall not be innocent people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself When he is starving, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wombs and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense nor will he be appeased through though you gave many gifts. And we're going to continue on into chapter 7 to verse 5. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them to your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. As I mentioned earlier, as we were talking about our text for this today, there are four main pieces to the text. The first one we notice is found in verse 1 through 5. And that is putting oneself in unwise financial commitments. When we look here at our text, we start off and we see in verse 1, if you become surety for a friend, or in other terms, a pledge for someone else to take responsibility for their debt. We see here in our text Solomon here warning against this action, going on to say in verse 2 how this action You are snaring yourself by your own words. You are trapped because of this commitment. Because of this pledge, you are trapped. Now, some of you may be asking, just as I was, what is a pledge? Well, according to Google, the definition of a pledge is a thing that is given as security or fulfillment of a contract or payment of a debt and is liable to forfeiture in the event of failure. In essence, it is putting up collateral for someone. Now, why would you think that it can be unwise to put up collateral for someone? Well, let's think about it. What do we have control over? Well, we can control what we do. If you pledge for someone else, there's never a guarantee that a person would follow through. So it's never a good idea to go do this for anyone and everyone. It's very unwise to do this. It's never a good idea to enter into an unwise financial situation, especially when it is something that is out of your control. We see Solomon go on to show how if you find yourself in that scenario, it traps you. And also, we should get out of it as quickly as possible. Go to your friend and plead with them to hold up their end of the bargain. Now in this situation, is this an absolute that you should never do this? No. If you have somebody that you very dearly trust, you can do it. But the main point here is to not make it a habit. To not put yourself in a scenario where financially you're not in a wise situation, where You're in too deep over your head. Only put yourself in this scenario with someone that you trust dearly. The second piece of wisdom that is found in our text today is in verse 6 through 11 and deals with the topic of laziness. We see as we begin this section a call to the attention to look at the ant and to consider an ants' ways, and be wise. You see, ants do not have anyone standing over them telling them what to do. No. They know what they must do, and be done, and they do it. This is a call against procrastination in our lives. We see as Solomon continues in his point, he calls out saying, How long will you sleep? When will you rise from your sleep? Not only is this something we need to apply for our lives in a work sense, in a school sense. Who's ever hit the snooze on their clock? Oh, just give me five more minutes. Or if you have an Apple phone, hit the snooze on your Apple phone. And for some reason they decided eight or nine minutes was a great time period to have your snooze set for instead of five to ten minutes. I don't know why they chose a random number like they did. But procrastination is a very dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing for your job. It's a dangerous thing for school. But more importantly, it's a dangerous thing in our spiritual lives. We need to apply this to our spiritual lives as well. We mustn't put God on the back burner. We mustn't put growing in him off to a later time. I know it's all too easy to fall into the trap of what we see in today's culture of just putting it off until tomorrow. Whether that's studying the Bible or answering a call that God has placed on your life. We live in a culture where procrastination is very prevalent. Where oftentimes people say, oh well, I'll, I'll get right with God later in life. I'll get Right with God after after college, after school, after, you know, I settle down and have a family, I'll get right with God. We mustn't let procrastination creep into our lives. Whether that's with schoolwork, actual work, but most importantly in our spiritual lives. If God is drawing you closer, whether that's God calling you to read your Bible more, calling you to get more involved in church, teaching, serving, God calling you to share the gospel with somebody or even serve in ministry. We mustn't procrastinate when it comes to God or any other area of our lives. We must be a now kind of Christian and not a later kind of Christian. We see in this text our third area of wisdom that we will see is in verses 12 through 19 the wicked man looking through this these verses here we see the attributes of the wicked man here are these things we see in the text or things we should look out for in individuals that we keep close and also things to watch out for as well We shouldn't have any of these things be applicable to us. We should see these things and use them as almost like, okay, I don't need to act wickedly. I don't need to use this kind of language. I don't need to have these attributes we see because this is not going to point people back to God serves as both a warning of what to be wary of and for what to watch out for in people. As well as what we must not become. We must fight against the attributes we see here and live for God and not for the world. Our fourth and final piece of wisdom we see that comes through our text today is lust. And we find this in verse 20 through verse 5 of chapter 7. We see Solomon again here call that we must keep the wisdom of our Father, the good, godly wisdom that comes from above, and abind that wisdom of God to our heart. The truths of God found in his word are our guide. As we see in verses 22 through 23, when you roam, when you sleep, when you wake, the truths of the word of God will guide you and lead you. We see in verse 23 how the commandment is a lamp. The word of God will guide us in the dark and sinful world we live and will guide us away from the evil woman, from the immoral relationship. If we as Christians say, Stay true to the Word of God. His Word will guide us away from the lust of this world. As Christians, it's so vitally important, as I often stress, that we truly study and apply the Word of God to our lives and seek His Word when the path gets dark. Seek Him and use the wisdom that can only come from Him and apply it to our lives. Seek Him. Seek His wisdom in all areas of our lives. Seek his wisdom in those financial moments. Seek his wisdom when we don't feel like getting up to go to work. We don't feel like getting up and working, studying, studying your Bible. Seek his wisdom when we're struggling with some sin. We're struggling with the people we hang around. And seek Him and seek His wisdom when we're struggling with the lust lust of this world. And keep our eyes focused on Him. As always, I like to give everybody a challenge. I challenge us to truly be Christians that study, love, and seek God above all else study his word and apply his truth to our lives for anybody listening to this podcast that may not know god as your personal lord and savior i'm here to tell you that god sent his only son to die on a cross for our sins and he sent jesus to die on the cross for our sins not because of anything we did Not because we deserve it, but because God loves us that much. You see, this world is wicked and is full of sin, is full of confusion. But the wisdom that is found in God's word is the true wisdom. And God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins, that we may have a personal relationship with him. If anybody listening to this does not one hundred percent know that they know that God is the Lord of their life, that they have a personal relationship with Him through salvation through Jesus Christ, if you would like to know more about that, please contact me at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. I'd love to have a conversation with you, whether it's via email, in person, If you go to Maysville Baptist and you want to talk more about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, please don't hinder to stop and talk to me. I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you have any questions as well, I'd love to answer them. God, thank you for this time together today, dear Lord. For all that listen to this, I pray that you just have a hand in their lives, dear God, that you help them love you more. And study your word. And apply this wisdom that's in Proverbs to their lives. And the same to me, dear God. God, I pray that you just help us grow closer to you every single day. And want you more. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless. And I'll see you next week.